Hey everybody, good morning. It's Saturday morning, March 12th. And if you are tuned in, you are watching Coffee Breaks with Steve live. And I think we have a, a really fun show coming up this morning. A couple of my very dear friends from all the way across on the other side of this great continent, uh, New York City. We're going to be talking about New York City. And you may be asking yourself why. Because it's just a fantastic city and and uh, Jonathan and Carol Siegel are fantastic people. So I want you to hang tight and uh, welcome to Coffee Breaks with Steve. Well, as I mentioned already, it is March 12th. I got to open up my comments here. I see who's tuned in already. Kim Baker is out there. I've, this is always like Romper Room to me. I don't know how many of you remember Romper Room, but I get on here and I feel like I'm looking through the magic mirror at everybody. But hi, Kim Baker. Good morning and happy Catterday, Jerry Thompson. Amy, good to see you on here. It's good to have some um, new people always tuning in. And I know some of you are here today specifically because Carol and Jonathan are going to be with us in a few minutes, and that is fantastic. Uh, we welcome you and hope that you enjoy this time, enjoy this conversation. If you are tuning in, make sure that you say good morning, say hello in the chat, and as our conversation gets underway, make sure you're participating in that as well. There's Carla. Hi, Carla. Corianne is there. Jay Zetterfall is there. All right, we're getting the usual suspects are showing up here. That's great. So, yeah, it's uh, it's... It's March. Um, thank you for your patience last week. If you were getting ready to tune in, hi, Ken Reese. If you were getting ready to tune in last Saturday and you saw that at almost the last minute I canceled, uh, I was having a little uh, under the weather issue that uh, that in co consultation with one of my producers, i.e. my wife, she said, I don't think it's probably wise or even practical for you to try to do that this morning. And so we made the decision to step back and, and we're going to reschedule that show. That was the one that we had scheduled with Christopher Glavin to talk about some practical things having to do with cybersecurity. And we are going to reschedule that because it is going to be fun, actually. It sounds like you may, you may go on great. That sounds like a bright topic, but it really is a lot of fun. And Christopher's a lot of fun. You've seen him on here before, moderator cat. Who's he? Yeah, right. Um. And uh, yeah, so some special days coming up this week before Carol and Jonathan join us. Some special days. Today, the 12th, is Genealogy Day. It always falls on the, the first Saturday. This is the first Saturday. We're on the second Saturday. So either I wrote it down wrong or my source was wrong. I didn't notice that before. But today is Genealogy Day. It's a day that we're supposed to focus in on our ancestry and genealogy. It's become a big thing in our family, my wife, Carol, got really involved in doing that a few years ago. And we've uncovered some very, very interesting things about her family. And along the way, we're finding out some interesting things about mine as well. So if that's something that's been a part of your hobby, or even maybe even you, you do that to some degree in your vocation, this is the day to acknowledge and recognize. You can admit it today. Uh, today is also Girl Scouts Day. This is uh, March 12th, 1912 was the founding of the American Girl Scouts. So we're celebrating that today as well. 
what happens overnight tonight? We always talk about this as being a nighttime thing, and it's actually Sunday morning, but it's 2 a.m. in the morning, right? For most of us, I think there may be one or two people out here who live in areas that do not make the change between uh, standard and daylight savings time, or they go one way, but not the other. I never remember. But we go to daylight savings time through most of the country overnight tonight. So don't forget to change those clocks. It's cool that a lot of them now, because we have so much that's connected to the internet, that you don't have to touch the clocks. You get up tomorrow morning and they're reset until you go out to your car and turn your car on and you're going, wait, what? The wrong time. The 14th is National Pi Day, right? March 14th, 314. So a lot of, um, some people use that as an opportunity to actually bake pies. My experience, a lot of people use it as an opportunity to post and repost memes about Hi, so we'll see what happens uh, this next week. The 15th is the Ides of March. Remember the Ides of March. If you remember your Shakespeare, or you remember your history, the Ides of March was when Julius Caesar was assassinated. I almost couldn't get that word out. Hang on. Assassinated in the Roman Senate. But a lot of people don't know that that was actually the, the reason that the Ides of March was a big deal as well was that on the old Roman calendar, it was the uh, it was New Year's. It was the first day of the new year in the Roman calendar and the first day of spring because they used their calendar. Spring started the year. Everything was replenishing, except in this case, Julius Caesar. So blah, blah, blah. And then March 17th is St. Patrick's Day. So hopefully you're going to, you got your green ready to wear next Thursday to celebrate that. So just a few things. I didn't have any um, birthdays written down or other anniversaries, anybody's birthdays or an anniversaries. So if you have something this week coming up that I did not acknowledge, drop it in the chat so that we can make sure that we acknowledge it along with you. Hi, Didi. I see Didi Key. So Didi, this is going to be fun. You just got back from New York. So this should be a fun conversation. Kathy Garlick's on here. Alan McCormick is there. And um, who else just joined? I saw a couple of other names. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you, Kathy. Um, Kathy's son, Jared, and his wife, Carrie, just had a baby this last week. Mabel Spring Garlic was born as their second child. So congratulations. And Ken Reese, his son's birthday is the 17th. Excellent. We want to celebrate with you. If you got a special day or have someone in your family is having a special day, in the rest of the month of March or going into April that you want to make sure we include, you can uh, private message me with that information. We'll make sure that we get it in the, in the uh, mix. I'm smiling because I'm reading chat messages as we go. And we've got all this stuff about the Ides of March, including Jay Zettervald, the Hides of Park. Okay. Yeah. So Enough of that kind of fun. I think we need to get to the real fun purpose of uh, of today. And this this is one, and I'm going to give credit where credit's due on this, as to where the idea first originated. My sister, Kathy, Kathy Garlic, who is on here, said to me sometime back, she said, you know who would be really fun to get on coffee breaks would be Carol and Jonathan Siegel. Just reading their posts on Facebook and watching how they interact with each other and with their family and just the fact that they're there in New York and there's just so much that goes on, that would be great. And I said, yes, it would be great. And I'd really like to look at trying to do some shows where we connect with people who help us connect with other places and, and other ways. I, you know, I'm a West Coast dude. 
what's going to be fun about this is that's where Carol originated. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. So without my further rambling on, uh, let's see if we can uh, bring Carol and Jonathan in here. And there they are, Carol and Jonathan Siegel. Hey, guys. Hi. What's Hello. the weather like in New York this morning? You're in Manhattan. You actually live in Manhattan. Absolutely. And it is snowing and sleeting. It's a disgusting day. So we're wow. happy to be indoors with all of you. Yeah. And, and I was wondering, in ancient Rome, did they celebrate St. Patrick's Day on March 17th? That's really what I'm wondering. I think that's a good question. I always wondered in uh, ancient Rome, if they had paramedics and they had to immediately give someone care, did they just insert a four? Hey. Oh, 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 oh. bada bing. Okay. I, well, should listen. Add, I should add, because you were talking about dates, that we are going to celebrate our 40th in nine days. 20, 24 or 25. Anniversary, wedding anniversary, that is. So that is great. March, March 21st. So you talked about March dates. Anyway, just absolutely. And, and this is the time for us to say that is great. Congratulations. And Thank we you. want to celebrate that with you. And you know, that brings up really, in a way, kind of starting our conversation, because you two really, I mean, there were a lot of reasons why you could have potentially not met to begin with. <laughs> Jonathan, you are native New Yorker. You yes. were I'm not only a New Yorker, I grew up literally in this neighborhood. In yeah. fact, much of the time in this building, and I haven't been out much in the last couple of years, so My I knew goodness. this building really well. I did grow up right here in the neighborhood. And you are a musician. I am a musician. God help me. You are. Yeah, there's the piano back there. But you are. I mean, you have you you are a composer. You are an arranger. You have played for shows. You have played for famous names. You have you teach you. I mean, you kind of doing it all. Sounds like a great guy. I wish I was. Sounds like a pretty good guy. And then Carol, you grew up as a dancer. You were involved very heavily in dance when you grew up in Portland. Portland. And then out of college, you decided to go to New York and try to hit the big time with your dancing? I Yes, indeed. I had to see what the Big Apple was like and try my wings here. I didn't have the career I wanted. I was prepared to put my tail between my legs and slink on back to Portland. But then I met this guy. Yeah. And How did you meet? How did the two of you meet? Well, I have the long version. He might say it shorter, but I'm more romantic about it. My short so, version is... Um, I hurt. I was doing martial arts at night and not playing so much. I hurt my knee in a baseball game playing right field. And I thought, well, I can't go back to my Aikido class for a while. Why don't I find a, a gig in a club? And I found a little two-line ad for something different. New York's only dessert nightclub needs a pianist. And I became one of the house pianists for a club in which the it was singing waiters. And um, I saw this beautiful woman who I really did fall in love with instantly. She was working behind the counter, taking dance class by day. See, I needed to do, I needed a nighttime job because I was doing dance classes, auditions. I was doing the gypsy, you know, uh, dance yeah. in the New York scene. And I needed a nighttime job. So I took this job behind the counter. I was, I'm not a singer, so I was not a waitress, but he was the, one of the accompanists for those singing waiters and waitresses. And we, flirted between and she shows. wouldn't go out with me and the short version is it took six months of swimming upstream like a salmon to get a date with her so i was i worked very very hard at this <laughs> and now we have kids and grandkids and yeah so i worked really hard and i sneaked him uh many uh, custard eclairs between shows 
that was my way of flirting back. What's it like? You know, it's, I mean, okay, you've been together all this time. Carol, when you went to New York, I mean, you obviously you were looking for a career. Could you have imagined where you are now, you know, 40 plus years later? No, I had no intention. It wasn't even on my radar to stay more than six months to a year. That's what I was going to give myself to see if anything might happen. And just to see what all my friends who had preceded me here, what was their experience while well, I wanted my own experience. And I lived with my spinster aunt sleeping on a sofa bed for a year and a half. So, you know, at least I had a place to live, you know, wow. and, uh, and, and stay. Um, no. It's just like you said in one of your posts here, Steve, to to uh, advertise this this live live stream that um, that everybody says you want you want to visit. It's great to visit New York City, but you don't want to live here. And that's what I was thinking too. I didn't think I knew, liked New Yorkers. Sorry, and I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think I would fit in. I thought, you know, I'm a Portland girl. I'm from Oregon. I I'm too nice for this and I'm not, I'm not hard enough. I don't have this, the thick skin for this. And she's and, like Jekyll and Hyde now. She <laughs> yeah. can, she can keep that. She still has that really nice open, you know, Oregon openness that people respond to her clients, friends, neighbors, really true. But she can turn on the, um, well, I won't say it, the, the street stuff when she needs to. You know, you know yeah. I grow a thicker skin. And that was 43 years ago that I moved here. 43. So each of you maybe has a different answer to this. And maybe by now, 43 years later, maybe the answers to this question have converged somewhat. But talk to us a little bit about what it's like to live in New York. What do you like most about living there? And are there any things that you're not real crazy about? You want, can I go? Well, I don't I care. Mean, he grew up, he's the native. Well, I, you have to understand that, you know, the last couple of years have been very crazy and you know we've been through our adventures with the, the pandemic um should i speak about outside the pandemic as if it hadn't happened let's yeah. Uh, yeah. you know and, and yes i've always loved new york um i am very thankful that i live across the street from central park you know we practically live in the park i really uh, i love that i love that i could get on a subway and a few minutes later i'm in midtown or greenwich village or Harlem or Brooklyn or wherever I want to go. Um, it is expensive. Um, you know, it's, it's, we haven't been to a Broadway show in a long time, but I can tell you cheaper ways to do it. Uh, in fact, the way we used to do it is to have a friend who was in the show who would give us tickets. That was the best. Yeah. Or who was right. in the show, yeah. you know, but um, I, I love, you know, Broadway and the jazz clubs. I actually, I'm like a tourist. If you saw me walking around downtown, you think I'm a tourist because I'm looking up at the skyscrapers the way somebody from, you know, Oklahoma or Belgium does because I love it. I'm fascinated by it. Um, and I still feel that fascination. Um, it has its funky side. It's all kind of mixed in, you know, I mean, there's, there's two and a half million people live in Manhattan and yeah. uh, before the pandemic or after or whatever on a work day, that population of Manhattan is six and a half million. That means 4 million people are coming in, from Long Island, Jersey, Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens. So it's crowded, which means whatever you've heard about New York is true. If you've heard people are friendly, it's unfriendly, it's true. If you've heard they're charming, it's true. It depends, really, everybody's here from all over the world. So every stereotype has a bit of truth, but really, you know, you talk to one guy who you, you don't like and the next person 
is the most fabulous person in the world. I see Jerry Thompson's read my brother's book. <laughs> anyway, um, my answer is it's a fantastic city. Um, my, my experience lately is it seems to be coming back. I'm very thankful for that. And uh, mm -hmm. after you. Oh, I see. Kathy, you've asked when and how did Carol become a personal trainer? Good question. So here I was coming, having come here to pursue dance. I had been a member of the Portland Ballet Company for yeah. six years, performed downtown at what was then, uh, what was the big theater? Now it's something else. It's, it's uh, seven, it was well, six the, then, but yeah. I, I, it has a different name now. But you know, it's Keller, the Keller or whatever. It's right, transitioned right. through Keller, several right. names. Yes. Auditorium, right? It, um, things have changed in Portland too. Yeah. Um, so here I was in New York. Now we were, you know, engaged to get married. The wedding was set. Now what do I do? I was sort of, I was not really finding my way as a dancer, quite frankly. I was thinking I've got to change careers here. Literally, Kathy, I sat down with the New York Times, which then had, nothing was digital. This is 1982. And I sat down and looked at the uh, want ads or whatever, and they needed a instructor to teach exercise to women only on a fancy schmancy Madison Avenue exercise gym. I thought, I can do that. So I interviewed, I got the job, and I found that I loved teaching. Uh, oh. goodness, you know, I put my dance background to work here, but also but, but with both of my, my parents having been teachers, I think the teaching is kind of in me. And I found, I, I like this. I could do this. At toward, I don't know, maybe six months in or something, one woman came up to me after my class. I taught about 10 people at a time, very, very um, sophisticated and sort of uh, aristocratic. And she said, Carol, I love you and the way you teach. Could you teach me privately at home? Now, there, weren't, there wasn't really this word personal training, except in Hollywood. It wasn't really here yet. Yeah. So I didn't think of that word. I just thought, hmm, I think when I quit this job, sure, I'd love to do that. I could make more money, blah, 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 start my own business. And that gave birth to now a 40-year career, wow. personal training. And I've built it on my own clientele. I do. Yeah. I, there's nobody else but me. And I will brag about her two things. Her clients stay with her forever for, for 20 years, 30 years. They really do. Which, <laughs> you know, anybody else who teaches anything, most of us can't brag about that. And it, it, when she started out, she was going to Barbara Walters' home and Ariana Stasinopoulos. One time the phone rang. They said, hello, this is Greece. It was the valet for the Princess of Greece in Monaco. Greece. She was teaching all these people and, and, and you know, celebrities and you know, rollers. I, I was it was go, pretty wild. I was going here. We were in our little one-bedroom rent-stabilized apartment, and I was going to triplex, duplex, Park Avenue apartments. Some of them are the the the, the most expensive real estate in New York City, Goodness. and that was that was like wow. It, it was very much a uh, culture shock, you know. But no kidding. But, uh, but then it, personal training became more mainstream. So that's my my clients are mainstream people so we we had a joke about it because i used to play a lot of fancy parties in my tuxedo in places like that yeah. i did about a thousand <laughs> of them literally and the joke was that i would come in and play the dinner parties and the next morning she'd come in and they'd work out and work their weight off you know? and that's so we were sort of the we new york right. toys of the rich and famous that's what we called ourselves <laughs> i love that you've raised a family in new york yes and are now on to grandkids yes yes 
Talk Disney. about talk about bringing your kids up in New well, York. Well, uh, may I say something? Yeah. My dad was born on a kitchen table on East 96th Street. I'm on West 96th Street. My kids were raised on West 96th Street. And the grandkids are in Jersey. But yeah. That's the geography of it. So what was it like raising kids here? It's not a house with a white picket fence. You know, it's not a backyard with a swing set. You have to go out. You have to take your children to the playground. Again, thank God we live half a block from Central Park. That's our that made all the difference. That made all the difference. Yeah. That, that's as far as what I, I'm concerned, made it tolerable to stay here and live here and make life. Plus, I, I want to say that wherever you are, if you engage in the community and make it a community and make it a village, it is a village. Now we know our neighbors and our neighbors know us. We look out for each other. We know mm -hmm. doormen by their first names. They know us by first names. That's what makes a home. You know, it's, yeah. it's not because you can live in a lovely house with a white picket fence and know nobody and feel very isolated and alone. We don't feel alone. We have friends and family all around. Uh, friends, certainly. Um, raising children. It's 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 like having a dog. You have to get them out. You can't just <laughs> let them out the back door and play. Uh, so there is that logistical issue all the time. Um, but I must say that what I loved most about raising my children here. At one time, I don't know if it's so right now, but at one time they said that the Upper West Side in which we live was within a five or 10 block radius, the most racially diverse neighborhood in, I don't know if it was in the world or in the country, something. but something like that. And I thought, this is cool. I like this. I like raising my children in a diverse, incredibly diverse city. You know, you, you, you'll have those duplex apartments that are worth, you know, $10 million or more right there and then around the corner is a homeless person sleeping well that's life and you know that's yeah. that's socioeconomic right. diversity too and i thought it was important to raise my children in that uh in that surroundings uh, in those surroundings we were also yeah. able to take our kids to really you know fantastic museums fantastic concerts that you might not have it's been right able at your fingertips everything yeah. is right here so there, they became savvy and interested in a, in a lot of different areas. I mean, there, there's a downside to, to it too, you know. I had to learn, first time I we went to Portland, I had to learn to be polite. We got <laughs> we got on a bus and the bus, you know, this is like, you know, 37, 38 years ago. And the bus driver, yeah, there's nobody on the bus and the bus driver looks at me and goes, good morning. And I go to the back of the bus and I'm like, what the hell's with that guy? Yeah, and finally that? realized he was saying, good morning. So I, ha I had to make my adjustment you know. Sure. So it's the so same thing with the kids. They learn how to be New Yorkers and they're worldly in a way, but they, you know, when they go somewhere else, they need to find out there's there's a million different cultures just within this country. So Jonathan learned to mow a lawn in Portland. That's the last time I mowed one. So <laughs> luckily for well, no trying to fix this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a ton that we could talk about. One of the things that you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, Jonathan, was about tips for people who want to see a Broadway show. And I just wondered, you can hit on, on that as part of this, but I wonder what, for people who are coming to visit, mm -hmm. for people who are the tourists, people who are the visitors, people who are the guests, what are some things that you think, both of you think, they should know about New York? The things to look for, things to do, things to avoid that may be kind of, you know, the typical tourist traps, just from your own experience. Well, what, uh, what advice? 
I the last I could be wrong about this. But the last statistic I heard is that there's 25,000 restaurants in five boroughs in New York City. So you can you know be eating all different kinds of food from horrible to fantastic, and you don't know which is which in in a million different kind of you know ethnic neighborhoods or economic neighborhoods, whatever you like. So that's that's food. So you know go out and explore. You know why McDonald's just shut down in Russia. Why eat McDonald's here when you could try, you know, 25,000 yeah. different restaurants? Um, Broadway, um, I would not pay full price if I could help it. I recommended an app to you, Today Tix, Today T-I-X, where they'll show you what's playing today and you, I think you pay half price. Um, we have friends who would just, you know, go up to the box office at the last minute yeah. and get tickets cheaper that way. There's also TKTS if it's mm-hmm. still right. working. Yeah. I think it is. a way to get show tickets for that show for that day right um that's probably all i know about that if you know any more yeah, no not about yeah, it. yeah. Um, as far as broadway um there's there's on any given night i mean i'm into jazz you know some of the world's great jazz musicians are playing somewhere in new york and in the old days you would have looked in, in a newspaper now you know you go online who's playing in new york tonight mm-hmm. you know great rock bands at the garden you know, Billy Joel does his thing every month. It's probably super expensive unless you know how to get tickets cheap. Um, there's incredible museums. Um, people hear stuff about, you know, New York is dangerous, New York and violent. Could it be dangerous? Yeah, it could. And during the pandemic, some neighborhoods got pretty funky, but it seems to be getting better. Um, I don't know. You know, there's there. I, I just walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I love walking everywhere. and I'm pretty pretty fearless about it and I'm just used to it. I think you gotta be smart. There are people, there are great scam artists, you know, hey, if you'll just hold this check for me and uh, if you'll just hand me the cash and I'll give you a check, you know, stuff like that. You yeah. you have to have, you gotta be, it's tricky if you're a tourist, cause I know this, when we went to Barcelona, mm-hmm. they said, you have to wear your backpack on your front. Mm-hmm. Well, so you won't get robbed. But as soon as you do that, you look like a tourist and you're, you're standing out. So. I think the trick is to be kind. It's good to be kind. Don't assume anybody's out to rip you off. But, you, you, you know, listen and... Street sense. Yeah, you have to develop street sense. I, that's the best way I can put it. I like that. I like that. All right. Jonathan, those are great perspectives. We're going to get short on time. So, Carol, I'm going to give you the last word on advice for people visiting or anything else that we've talked about or that you want to make sure that we... Talk about regarding New York. Floor is yours for a couple of for, minutes. For visitors? For who, anything who, that you who want to visit. visit but don't want to live here? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, really, it, it's, it depends on the individual. What are your interests? If you're into the theater, into arts, then this is the mecca for all of that. You, you know, mm-hmm. you can go to the Philharmonic. You can go to Carnegie Hall. You can see the opera. You can see New York City Ballet. All within 10-minute subway ride well depending where you're where you're staying but sure for the most part it's right here and that is an amazing uh, every accessibility day. Every, every day, day every, every day there's it the art is just rich and and that is incredible if your focus is the financial world go to the stock market you can yeah. uh, wall street and and you can walk around and watch it happen you My can gosh. watch it happen yeah. you want to see the iconic um uh uh, places like the you know Statue of Liberty, Empire State Building, go. They are always breathtaking. 
I still don't get tired of any of that. Best cheap I, date, New York. Staten Island Ferry, take it across the harbor. Right. It's See free. everything, it's free. Oh, wow, yeah. Staten, Staten Island, Island Ferry. Ferry. It's free. Take and the subway down to South Ferry and get on. When, you step, when you're back a little bit and you can look at the southern skyline of, of Manhattan, it's breathtaking. Goes you past see, Ellis, Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty, Liberty and all, all, all that stuff. stuff. So it, and it's free. You can't beat that for price. Yeah. And we still oh do my that. Gosh. We still do that. You know, with yeah. Or, yeah. or for the price of a Metro card, which is, I think, $2.75, you can take the tram across the East River to Roosevelt Island. And it's Table fun, cars, it's great, great yeah. restaurants, just fun, fun, fun. And it's- Well, that's part of it, I think, is just making sure people are aware that it's not all always in Manhattan. That's right. Oh, Brooklyn is- It's a bigger place than that. We're yeah. not in Brooklyn much, but Brooklyn is a whole new world of, you know, people have moved there and built communities and built up culture. And it's probably hipper than Manhattan now, so. Oh, somebody, Dee uh, Dee, was talking about how New Yorkers were friendly and kind. Yes. And I would just finish by yeah. saying, Steve, that New Yorkers, like probably most places, are such, uh, we're, we're such a diverse, everybody, it's a melting pot from all over really the world. Is. And yet, I have never, I can see some, sometimes people drive me nuts with their rudeness and, you know, typical New Yorkers. And that's just me. <laughs> like him. And there are times when, they are the kindest, most courteous people you'd ever want to know. And you go, wow, how can these two things uh, sit side by side? But they do because yeah. that's humanity for you. I love that. That's a great, I think that's a great place to end this. Jonathan yes. and Carol, thank you so much for taking time out of your afternoon <laughs> that's uh, true. on a Saturday to, to join us. And, you know, we've been looking forward to this and I'm looking forward to spending a little more time getting caught up with you. We I know we got things to do today, but... This is uh, this is great, and I'll just remind people that you know you can find Jonathan and Carol on Facebook. You can, I'm sure, if there were questions that you wanted to ask or you did ask that didn't get addressed completely here, uh, they'd be more than happy to hear from you. And I know there were some uh, friends, Carol particularly, from uh, days when we were back at Adams High School who yeah. were on here today to say hi and, and Jerry that's fun. Thompson and Kathy. And that was the best photo, by the way, of the ones you posted, the one you took. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love that. I, I wish I looked like that guy. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. You guys look great. You guys are, are doing great. And, and it's a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to getting to New York and spending some time with you. That we'll would see be you lovely. That, that would be, be lovely. Tell us All right. Good. Jonathan, so Carol, thank you. This was Thanks fun. Thank you. Bye. That was fun. That's, that was just, uh, you know, for me, selfishly, it's fun to catch up with friends. And I, I know that for many of you on here today, um, Jonathan and Carol are friends. And if you if you just got to meet them for the first time here today, I hope it's a starting point for something else. They really do bring a great perspective about what it's like to be in their hometown. And uh, I think that's really cool, too. Uh, just uh, some reminders about some things coming up next week. Our topic is going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, that's better. Topic is going to be celebrating life. And this is not going to be a heavy, I will say it corresponds. We're going to be in Portland next week for the broadcast. Uh, my family and I are getting together in Portland to celebrate my dad's life. And dad passed away last November 
And we've been waiting until we could kind of get past holidays, get into knowing where things kind of were with the pandemic and just making sure that we could uh, put a good celebration together. And we're looking forward to that next uh, next Saturday afternoon. But Saturday morning, we're going to talk about celebrating life. Yes, we're going to talk about how we celebrate and honor people who may have passed in order to hold on to those memories. But we're going to talk also about how do we build the memories to begin with? How do we create those memories? How do we create the moments and celebrate people while they're still alive and celebrate the life that we have around us? Um, that sound too complex? Tune in next week. I think you'll enjoy the conversation. One other thing I was going to mention it started here a couple of weeks ago, and many of you have already responded. We started a discussion group tied to Coffee Breaks with Steve called the Coffee Breaks with Steve Roundtable. And it's a place where after a show like today, if people want to chat a little bit more about their own experiences in places like New York, if you have additional questions, if you have additional thoughts, it's just a chat room where we can get together. Many of you were invited to that and have already accepted that invitation. Some of you have already been interacting on there. If you didn't receive an invitation, feel free to message me. I'll be glad to send that to you. Or if you saw it out there but weren't sure what that was, trying to go, you know, should I should I sign up for that roundtable? Feel free. Um, just want to continue the conversation. Coffee Breaks with Steve is all about getting around the virtual coffee table and, and having some interesting and fun times that we can use as part of what we do to build relationship. It's not a substitute for getting together in person, but it's not a bad way to connect. So take advantage of those times. And uh, remember that if there are some topics or there are some people that you would like to see on Coffee Breaks with Steve, feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear from you as well. And frequently, say throughout the three years that we've been doing Coffee Breaks with Steve, ideas for topics or even for guests uh, have come from you. And this is your conversation. This is your show as much as it is mine. So I want to make sure that you have the chance to do that. In the meantime, we are at time. We're actually a little bit past time today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sticking with us. Wherever you are today, stay warm, stay safe. And remember, find a way to make a difference in your world this week. God bless.